pa 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 I don't know what I'm going to do after our sessions are over. Oh, they don't have to be over. It's like, free, it's like free psychology music discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is, you know, I should start charging people. <laughs> be awesome. I'll interview you. My rate's a hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's cool, huh? Like this is our eighth meeting, I think. Is it that many? That sounds that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess you know there is a lot to talk about, and I I feel like I mean I you know I feel like we could potentially go over everything again. <laughs> I know, right? Because. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, big, there's a big we're both getting a bigger picture actually of each other too right yeah it's that and combining then, uh there's like a uh i don't know like the the mosses the mushrooms are now they're and then they're <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's it's because like uh, at first we sort of um have to kind of like discuss the surface level somehow right just kind of like get the uh, the timeline sorted a little bit and then um, then once you have like these these um, little things that kind of like trigger memories and trigger um, memories of feelings right and and then you can go further and you can de go deeper and and then I guess there's like and that's what I meant like there is potentially uh, many many many, many more angles from which we could look at things. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Of course. Of course. Sure. Yeah. Especially when you think about like, how long have you been playing music? Basically forever, but I know, but like how many, how many years? Well, if I, if I don't count the childhood part, then it's 20, it's only 28 years. But, but, but with the with the childhood, it's it's forty five years or something. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, me, I'm like fifty six, fifty five. So yeah. that's a that's a hundred years. Yes. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it is awesome. You know, it's it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like there's 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 also so much more that I. You know what I find so interesting is doing these having these conversations like with you but also with others um i hardly ever get to say the things that i always say if that makes any sense like no, like I, it's well let me explain that but i th i think it's like that um the even even like even what i would just call like the surface level of information even that in my you know is not really covered yet so so that like the, the people that I talk to hardly ever trigger things in me mm. that go deeper than the things that I still need to say. Right, right. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's why I think that, um, you know, 
continued conversation between people uh, is very valuable because you you do if you allow it you you know eventually uh you get to that point where well, you know what was this metaphor that you had for like the the remember when you were saying about the touch technique you have the the container and you fill it until it breaks right and, <laughs> it's 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 a little bit like that, you know. Broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, that's cool. And then, yeah, of course, there's always another. There seems to always be another layer, you know. Yeah. To go. Yes. Yeah, I you know um, I I spoke to a couple people this week for the pod you know for the podcast for the series um, who are music teachers. Or like one guy is actually a mathematics teacher. So, and I asked asked them both like, how has your teaching changed over the years? How has like your your your, your personal skill as a teacher sort of like adjusted to the um, you know over the years? And it was it was interesting because um, I guess that. Um, just like any other profession also teaching can you can do it you can do it in an artful way you can do it in a in sort of like a mainstream way you can do it as a job you can do it as um, um somebody who's deeply passionate about it there's like all these different aspects and and frederick the um, uh, french guitarist he said to me that at some point he stopped teaching children mm. Because and this this I found that fascinating because he said that children um, um, usually don't choose for themselves if they want to be there. It's the parents that choose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I found that found that very interesting because then you, you know, like the question is what is what is the alternative? So if if parents do not send their kids to uh, to the dojo or to piano lessons or like would they would they really do that themselves would they say i want to go there or you know you know not if it's you know not if it's around if it's just around mm -hmm. you know if, if people are playing music or you have a drum circle every week or you know th then they just kind of start doing it right not that that's a choice either no you know but it's yeah. it just becomes part of your vocabulary yeah um yeah yeah and you know that it probably um i don't know how to think about it exactly because i i i uh it's hard, so hard for me to remember but there's probably an age where you do start to have initiative except mm -hmm. it would be cool to be playing music before that you know or at least playing like you know like here's a kazoo Here's a dump truck. Here's a sandbox, and here's a piano. Just, just fuck around, you know. Before you, before you're like, I want to learn this. Yeah, but you know, I I think that play, like play, is learning. That's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah it as is. Opposed, as opposed to like, I need to, I want to do this. So find me a teacher and take me to lessons, and you know there's a there's a, like a uh, i don't know that's a bigger deal for a I, it's hard for me to imagine a seven-year-old coming to their parents with that <laughs> yeah i mean i guess i did but it was because i you know it was because i bumped into it and i saw other people doing it and i wanted to mm -hmm. do their 
what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. So he, he this guy felt like um, he might even be going against the kids' natural initiative. Yeah, and and he um, kind of like um, mentioned one example where a girl actually kind of like started crying and, and she said to him that she'd rather, I can't remember now what he said, but do something else. And, and then he called the, uh, called her father and the father was kind of like not happy initially, but then, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, Frederick met, met the guy after a few weeks and then, you know, the father kind of like said, thank you. Mm. Like, uh, and, and she's very happy now what she's doing and like so it's it's i guess it's about reading it's about reading and understanding what the kids um the signs that the kids send out to tell you that they enjoy it or not and this is something that i, I don't have any experience yet i was going to you say know? you've got to have experience to learn to read that so you're not just thinking that you see something that you don't actually see right yes yeah, that's that's going to be that's going to be interesting with my, my daughter to kind of like to learn to uh, to read how she communicates and and then what it means, right? Right, right, yeah, right. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, like you know, when it, it's so funny, like whenever I say anything that kind of like just comes out of my, I I it can't help but apply to myself. Or to think about what was it like for me, and exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where teachers go. Well, that's where we all go off course, but that's where teachers and parents like go off course because whatever happened to you, and or forget even how it was for you, how you think about it now doesn't really have anything to do with what's going on around you, <laughs> right? It's just your your story that you're bringing to whatever's happening. So um yeah. you know and and i i have to say like um i have a hard time um understanding or telling apart the emotions i had like maybe i do remember a certain emotion going to um record a class or something right like right. but um i've had have a hard time understanding if it's because of having to learn the recorder or if it was like some sort of social phobia I already had or exactly or something like, weird with the teacher was going on that yeah like but at least there were potentially so many so many different reasons why and this is sort of like interesting anyway that like uh we quite often attribute uh emotional states to to the wrong trigger right right yeah yeah. So and I, I guess as as a as a child it must be um, super hard to kind of like understand like why why is my heart beating so so fast? You know. Right. Also, the thing I, this is this sounds kind of weird, but for me, if some it, it and it was worse when I was a kid. Although there's still I still have situations like it where if something smells wrong to me, it wrecks everything. And when I was a kid, like, like if the, if the room smelt weird to me, mm -hmm. everything that happened in that place was unpleasant and I didn't want to be there, you know? So it could have been like my first piano teacher, like if her breath smelled weird or she wore weird perfume, 
I mean, I don't want to say I wouldn't be a musician now, but I would like, I, I would have, I would have just, it would have just colored and triggered all that shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's still smells that I, I come across now, like, oh man, that, that takes me back sometimes in a good way to the rose potpourri in my, my grandmother's bathroom where my grandfather used to smoke and mm -hmm. bathroom smell and smoke cigarette smoke and, and rose. And I just like, oh, I got to get out of here. I just got to get out of here. <laughs> so who knows what, man, being a kid, I tell you what, that's the, that's actually the one thing that terrifies me. It's not about being a kid. It's about being an adolescent. One, the main thing that terrifies me about um, the idea of reincarnation was that it would be that I'd have to go through adolescence again. I would do anything to, to avoid that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I, I really don't have much of an opinion uh, of that when it comes to my, my past. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's I, I think I mentioned it when when we talked about me there, but like I I really do maybe remember one percent of my like age ten to eighteen or something, mm -hmm. if at all. Like like everything is sort of like just just a few snapshots, like maybe less than ten ten images hmm. that sort of come back. If I you know. Like, and especially school, especially school is like completely erased. It's just a blank. It's just a blank. I mean, I, I remember like the, the place. Yeah. Some, you know, the, the, I remember the building and, you know, but nothing about, um, the, the, the teachers or the classes or anything. It's just totally, totally blank. I wonder if that will, it'd be interesting to see if any of that comes back. Um, either as you get older or when your your daughter grows up, uh, it will will be interesting. I I think I, like my theory is that I was just utterly bored. I I really think so. Yeah, yeah. And because like one thing that I do remember, because I well, okay, so this is this is uh, I'm not sure, but I think that I never did my homework. Mm. Mm. which sort of like, you know, maybe means I was extremely bored and I could, I could just talk myself uh, out of uh, things well, or I don't know. Right, right, right. Or, or, or people or the teachers didn't, didn't care for me at all. And they just let me do whatever I wanted. Or... Right, right. Hmm. Well, at least we're past that now. <laughs> that's that's the question you know sometimes i wonder how much how much will i remember about this time like how much do i really remember about the last 10 years of my life um from at least for me it's sort of like a theme like i believe that mostly i feel like i'm in a i'm in a trance mm. i well asleep kind of asleep but then on some levels like not asleep but mm. but on different like I would say diff definitely different from other people that I know. There's 
like like my friend Bernard like said to me the other day again, like Marcus, you are just so great at forgetting all the things that don't matter. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And and he meant that as a compliment, and he was kind of jealous even, mm-hmm. right? Because he said his head is full of these things that like he remembers that kind of like just you know distract him. And some people are some people are like that, and I always feel like. Um... I don't always feel, but sometimes it feels like um, uh, that's a little bit of a, I mean, I'm not saying this about him, but sometimes it feels like that's a crutch to, um, I don't know, just keep track of what's certain, you know, especially being musicians, there's so much uncertainty, not just, not just in life, but in the process of being a musician, you really, at least the kind of players we are that you're, you live in such uncertainty uh, all the time that um, keeping track of those irrelevant things somehow makes it safer or something. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. So maybe that's a strategy I should adopt, right? To feel a little <laughs> better. <laughs> you know what I like to do every once in a while, and and uh, your 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 comment makes me think about it. I should play around with it more, a little bit more. But it's I just play around with it sometimes. Um, and you, I can only hold it for a little bit, a very short amount of time is to imagine, um, you're doing something, but uh, when you're doing something, not, uh, uh, doing it as you're doing it now, but doing it as a memory in 10 or 20 years from now. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of, it's kind of weird. It's kind of a, a, a. it kind of almost feels like you're you're like intentionally making it a, a, it a memory, and it it kind of sticks almost like some of the times I've done that. It, it's it kind of like you're outside of all of this, and you're it, 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 you know you're like making a memory for 15 years from now, or or looking at it from then. Uh, and uh, did, did, does that work for you? I mean, does that, that really? Do you remember remembering uh, it, I, that you it, made the memory? I can't. I can't say that I've done it enough to. I haven't made. Uh, I haven't gone back after ten years and checked it because mm-hmm. it hasn't been like that. But it's a very interesting, uh, just kind of a little playful experiment to to. It, it, in a weird way, it feels like, man, we are we are on a strange topic. Uh, in a weird way, it's like you're more present to it and not at the same time. You know, it's like you're you're. It, I, it, it's just as simple as looking at. Uh, let's say we're going to do this performance, and I, I don't think I could sustain. I don't. I'm sure I couldn't sustain it for a whole performance. But you know, uh, I'm going to play this piece of music looking at it from 15 years from now as I do it. Mm-hmm. Just a fun mm-hmm. little, a fun little mm-hmm. thing. I, I'm sure there's something really cool in there that I. Yes. Yes. Covered, and you know, like it uh, obviously reminds me of um, a deja vu, right? So yeah. yeah. Sort of like a deja vu. Like you can, you can sort of like, maybe decide, okay, this moment here, this will be something that I will have seen. Right. In a way. Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
<laughs> well, you know, and, and that's that thing about um, there's a couple of, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a couple of different ways to look at um, how do I think about this? Uh, like you're dreaming and the alarm goes off and this is not abstract. This has happened to me at least several times. The alarm goes off, but the, the alarm figures into the dream that you're having, but your actual alarm goes off, right? And you wake up, but the alarm figures into the dream, but it figures into the dream in a way that it's present in the dream before the alarm actually goes off. So like there's this impending alarm going off in the dream and then it, it does something. It's not just that you're asleep, but it, it means something else, right? And you could look at it like, well, is that like, are you time transporting or whatnot? Or maybe the alarm goes off and your dream reconstructs itself afterwards to make the alarm fit into a, a story. You know what I mean? Like you actually make the story after the alarm goes off, but it, it feels to you that it actually began 10 minutes ago. Yeah, well, or it could be simply the simply the phase of waking up so that the alarm may already be there before you become conscious and just the it happens really the, the, it, it happens really quick and and yeah. and sort of like because you don't have you don't know what the time scale is of your dream, you know, maybe exactly maybe you yeah, dream a day have a second. Yes. And it, and but, you, but you dreamed a whole day, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, like um uh, you've met Renee, right? My ex-wife. Yeah. And and there there was this amazing thing about her, like when she fell asleep or when she was asleep already, and there uh, there was like a noise in the house, like like a beam making a noise or something like that, just like a or whatever. She would um, she would uh, physically react before I I could hear the sound. Mm. Mm. It was amazing. It was incredible. Like mm. so, she, so she was doing this, and then I heard the sound. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's almost. I mean, one one way of looking at that is that you, your 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 system took in the information of the sound, but you didn't get to access to it until a little bit later. Yeah, and 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 because she was asleep, it went directly into her system and made her twitch. Right, right. I think that is the explanation. But I I I swear that you know she was twitching before I was hearing the sound. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, and 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 all of this is so relevant to playing music. It really is. This whole yeah. thing about time and perception and. Uh, um, I mean, I, it makes me wish that I could experience more music, not as a musician, because it's very hard to not hear how things are put together, you know, and have such a, uh, such a detailed hearing and being able to track things in time that, uh, uh, It'd be so cool to be able to turn that off. Sometimes I can turn it off, but not at all like a, you know, not at all like a really, um, for me, almost it feels like the best audience, in fact, is uh, somebody who practices 
an art form, but they're, it's not music, you know, like mm-hmm. they're super attuned mm-hmm. and aware, but uh, not in this, not in the technical aspects of how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of rare because what happens is that you can't, you can't help, but kind of sort of get drawn into um, into acquiring this um, insight, let's say, that's almost that's almost becoming something that is sort of like a side effect of, like you said, that to be attuned to something, right? And like, what happens there? There's like it seems as if it's kind of like a uh, a bane somehow to kind of like be attuned because like sometimes you you need to be able to just kind of like take a step back but not just take a step back in the sense of having a big the bigger picture but actually like completely losing uh all judgment let's say exactly exactly yeah yeah Uh, that's the biggest key and and uh it's it's so hard as musicians and it's probably impossible for most musicians unless you practice it, I think, uh, to yeah, really, know, without the, judgment. The interesting thing is that, that that was maybe one of the, in my um, education as a psychologist, that was a big thing to to learn to, uh, to dissociate. And I, I did this, I, I practiced this like almost every day for a year, at least a year, um, with all sorts of... Um, techniques like you know like for example like you would start you know you would kind of like bring up that emotion inside of you and you would you would uh when when it's really strong you would kind of like step on a just like a sheet of paper that you put on the floor which with with anger written on it or whatever like any and you would step on it and you would just then learn to just kind of leave that emotion there and actually physically take a step back or two and Mm. then from your eyes and like you imagine that part the anger like to be left there for example right and it it kind of works it's 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 really amazing like outside, so know. it's it's gone outside of you you're outside yes. of the thing instead yes. of it, you, yes. you being the thing yes and yeah. i mean obviously like, that doesn't work right away you really have to practice this hold on let and, me just try real quick yeah <laughs> And and but then uh, when you get good at it, you can you can just do it like yeah. and it happens sort of like automatically and and you know I sometimes even don't notice it how how much I can kind of like remove myself from my from my emotions, mm. but but what what happens is that sort of like the digital the digital judgment let's say the the thoughts that work that work without emotions those still work and those still judge funnily enough so so it and that's why um then you practice more and you take another step back so even you take a step out of that person that has stayed that has stepped back already and there's like this 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 amazing metaphor about the um uh how do you well how do you call the guy who shows the films in the movie theater like, uh, the like, projector, the projector. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's the metaphor of that projection. giant, like, yeah, yeah. Projection is probably so. So, like, like at first, you you're kind of like you are the guy on the on the on the screen. Then you you step out of the screen and you sit in the movie theater, and mm-hmm. then you 
step out of that guy and you become the pro projectionist and you can sort of like build this metaphor like larger and larger and that way like dissociate yourself more and more from and this is this actually a technique that's used for uh, treating phobias mm. and and so um so you kind of like learn or in that process in this this format you learn to dissociate yourself and then from that dissociated perspective you sort of watch the movie on the screen and you mm. see yourself and you experience it but you're dissociated so then you for example like the the movie on that screen is Trey and the Spider. That's cool, mm. right? And and <laughs> I just found a spider's nest with two hundred baby spiders this morning. Yeah, that's that's the film, right? But yeah, then you, then you kind of like you you watch it, you know, and and then there are like these amazing techniques that I can also talk about if you want that allow you to kind of like relive that old experience, but you can you can kind of like replace the emotions with something now you mean now later yes yeah yeah and that's um to me i feel like that's probably it could be the most valuable key uh for us because it's not just it's not just enough to experience something you have to figure out some way to digest it right like mm -hmm. to, eat, to eat the experience and digest it and then then it's really with you and 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 probably deeper within you and um i i think of that often with musical performances and looking back on performances and um the really strong ones there's still stuff to eat there right or and, and even eating it's not enough you have to you have to digest it you have to work with it um so that it it, it 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 becomes part of your own cells, right? Otherwise, it's just an ex it, experience. Is awesome. We've all had awesome experiences, but it's 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 not really enough. It's not really enough, isn't it? Which is kind of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, exactly. It's it's yeah, yeah. A very very good point. It's it's thinking about recent experiences that I've had where it's really in a way the experience sort of like creates usually or should probably create challenges like a, you, you 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 challenge your system or you challenge your understanding you challenge your opinions or whatever by making you know you have a valuable experience and yes like you could say okay that always kind of like totally fits in with what i expected anyway and then it's probably not necessary to digest it but if there's just something that's just a little bit off of what what you are you would have expected or what you um, um experience as as uh enjoyable let's say right and and so like if any buttons get pushed then these these buttons may trigger a whole world that needs to be digested as you say mm, 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 mm. yeah yeah and don't you think i mean maybe you're maybe you're different than me maybe everybody's different than me i don't know or maybe everybody's the same but i as we're talking about this it makes me feel like or it kind of reminds me and i might uh say this like with a tiny bit of reservation but i think i could say it holy that kind of my interest in music has always been looking for some kind of extraordinary experience yeah you know same same for me 
but and we're, we're, it's, we're, definitely, it's definitely not the same for everybody yeah yeah and 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 those extraordinary experiences are um um what's the way to say it they're like uh they're surrounded by all these ordinary experiences <laughs> like a thousand to one you know or something like that but but uh a million to one a million to one uh but the judgment thing is you know the, the judgment thing is something that uh we can work with and it's it's uh you know the last thing you want to do is play to somebody or even like play a recording for someone whose uh judgment is 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 what rules you know for me at least you know to 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 have that and and Maybe as professionals, we kind of have a sense of that when we're doing that, you know, like the, the simplest, the, the course level is, oh, I would never, I, you know, I would never play a bass part like that. Or that's, you know, that's kind of what I do when I'm driving in the car and I'm listening to pop radio. Oh, that's a great mix. Oh, that bridge. Fuck. Why do they do that? Or like, you know, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I would do, it's kind of the way we're almost, uh, trained to become musicians when you're younger is to listen to other stuff and, and, and decide for ourselves what we would have done instead. And you're not actually hearing any music at all. You're just hearing your own judgment. <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah. you know, like the, the, the problem really is when, when people ask you for like, what do you think about my song or something? Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's like, it's like the worst for me because like usually when people ask me i like them so i take them seriously and and uh, if they you know it's just like um you know i had to learn about like when people uh americans ask me how are you doing you know that it's just a greeting you know <laughs> they don't mean it <laughs> yes it's a greeting right so yeah yeah um and it's a little bit like that you know like if people ask me what do you think about the song i mean like and i say okay which which hat do you want me to put on like Right. Like if you want my opinion, like it's nice, but it's, but it's, it's, it's very badly produced, very bad mix or like, and I wouldn't say it that way. I would just right. actually kind of like name what is wrong with it, but, but still it's kind of like difficult because like in a way I'm, I'm much too serious a guy to lie to somebody. I just don't like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, um, I have, I've adopted, well, I kind of adopted my own strategy with that, with, uh, my coaching and, um, interesting, this, this, this guy who kind of coined the term creative coach that I've done some work with, um, he meets with people, writers and painters, and, and he's very, very successful and has been written 20 some books and, um, his name's Eric Maisel. And he has a policy that he meets with people very short like 30 minutes once a month or something. He doesn't, and he never ever looks at their work. It's all about the process. And for me, that just doesn't work. That doesn't work. Um, but I have, I've, I adopted, I found my, my way. And this is where I kind of came up with, at least for me, the conflict between at least how I say it between teaching and, and coaching is that um, I, and, and, and it's, it's probably similar for you, although you probably have a different strategy. I'm, I'm an artist, you know, so I make stuff and I have my own 
artistic line of what interests me and where I'm going. And generally, um, that means I can't really like anything that anyone does <laughs> because it's, I'm always looking at the world in terms of where I'm going. Right. So in a way, if you play me your stuff, I can only hear it in terms of how it fits with my direction. So it's really not anything that I say is not useful at all from that perspective. So what I've adopted kind of a medium between that extreme and then, um, uh, Eric's version of, I don't, I want to coach your process and not see the work at all. I just find the first thing I do if somebody wants to know, I mean, people don't usually ask me what they, eh, sometimes they do, but certainly in coaching sessions, I like to look at the work for, for a reason I'll tell you in a second, but, um, the, the way it works for me is to just find out what their aims were and just listen through that and not, not hear it through, through my thing. Or, or, or sometimes I'll be like, okay, look, I'm going to tell you what I hear it like this. And this is why, because I like this kind of thing when rhythm does this kind of thing and you're doing this other kind of thing. So if it were me, I would make a different choice. And this is the choice I would make, mm-hmm. but let's talk about why you, you know, what your thing is. Um, that's the thing that's helped me. And so like somebody wanting to hear, wanting me to hear their stuff uh, and say whether, you know, if I like it or not, it's, you know, if you really, if you're really asking, you don't even need to ask because I don't like anything mm. <laughs> in a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, you, if you really yeah. ask, if you, if you really ask from, from my most personalist uh, thing, you know, and, and unless I'm somehow exceptionally moved, and if I'm sexually, not sexually moved, if I'm a session, <laughs> especially <laughs> moved, then there's really nothing to say. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. I, I moved, so there's so that's the end of the story. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I I like to listen to uh, people's stuff because um, in, in a coaching session, you know, because I'm I'm going inside their thing, and I and I. I want to see, to me, the most, and this is just personal interest, it's fascinating when people have an aim and then what the realization of it is and what that discrepancy or or success or, you know, but I like it too um, because I like to look at the aim combined with the, uh, the realization and then look past that to the possibilities so sometimes that, but also I like to just hear what the, there's like what the person's aim is, right? But then that once you've made a little bit of a piece, it has its own aims. So I kind of like to advocate for the piece. Uh, but yeah, do you, do you like this? You know, stuff, just be polite or, or be, yeah. be, be, be so rude that no one will ask you anymore. Because really, they need to know everything that we just said in order to get something useful, unless they're just looking for validation from somebody they respect, which is, which is, you know, we, we might overlook that that can be really valuable. You know, a um, potential other perspective is to just think about what, what would you have liked, you know, or if you were asking. Like what? What kind of what kind of feedback would you really want? Yeah. And 
and that that is sort of like uh, maybe like the most important uh, to me so that i like as you say like i can only we can make many assumptions about other people right and then we try to adjust our behavior to that um but that is always <laughs> you know like so th so that's why referencing kind of like your own perspective is sort of is sort of helpful i i think so that means like if somebody asks me for feedback i would assume okay this person actually wants it because mm. i would want feedback exactly yeah and and then then you know like it's sort of like that 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 way i'm taking responsibility somehow for for how i respond because mm. like it's not it's you know it's i don't i don't give that responsibility to the person that asks somehow right it's like i make that choice to um still using my words carefully and stuff it's obvious but you know i remember um when i was about maybe 20 years old i um as that was the time when i had um contact with a lots of with with older men like experienced musicians and and just just uh, um, experienced artists who were like 20 30 uh, like even there was one guy who was like almost 50 years older than i like you know and and so i was really curious i always kept like a like a like a young child i kept asking them questions mm. like because i i had this i had this idea that as somebody about their work with, or about their work or about your your about about, about question question about their work but also about yeah. questions that, that i had about the world or about life right mm -hmm. and um i still remember that that some people um even seemed like they they didn't even want to share uh this information that i assumed they must have having lived like 30 years longer than I have, right? Um, but they didn't share it. Mm -hmm. So it was, was kind of interesting because um, I'm only starting to learn that now, I'm, you know, uh, almost 50 years old, that sometimes you simply, you know, you kind of like, you know, what you can and, you know, what you can share with people and what you, what you can't or shouldn't, simply mm -hmm. because, you know, that sharing some words doesn't, it doesn't help. If you know that this person will have to go through the experience of, it's just like it's, and I keep saying this, just like reading the book about stick playing, right? Mm. It's, it's yeah. nothing. It gives you nothing, right? You have to actually play it. You have to do it, and and that's why sometimes some some questions they don't really even make sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and 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 that is sort of like what these these aspects I'm trying to navigate when. Uh, is it possible also that um, that that and I totally believe you. I just wonder if there's also an element of um, how would I say it? Twenty five years ago, and you're in Europe. Are, is it possible that there's a little? There was still a little bit of that old world. Um, we like craftsmanship wasn't. It was kind of a, a secret. You know that there wasn't there wasn't mm -hmm. 
it wasn't the sense of you want to learn something, you go online and you can tutorial the shit out of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, and here's all the secrets and go for it. Was Do you think there was any of that or it was just? I, it's an, it's a very interesting thought. Um, I would say in the, in, you know, these cases that I have in mind, no, but no. Yeah. Uh, but generally I think maybe yes, mm-hmm. but like I worked hard to find find out this shit. I'm not just going to give it to you. <laughs> not, yeah. not 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 as overt as that, but just kind of no. built into the system that you know you go to Juilliard and you you know you go to the Paris Conservatory, and if you're if you're talented enough and you work hard enough, we'll give you a teacher who will show you a couple of pretty badass shit things. You know, you no. Know, as as a matter of fact, like some some of my older friends. Uh, are pretty jealous for me having had a career in music that they didn't have. Mm. Um, and I feel, I feel sorry, dude, I feel sorry. Like it's, but you know, it's not my fault that you didn't have, you know, like it's kind of, it's interesting, but maybe, maybe, maybe it's, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I should, I should think about that long and hard to uh, see if there's any, uh, if I ask any of those people. <laughs> was it's it, maybe not, but it was definitely a different world. I mean, I think we're on the edge of that transition, and and I definitely a little bit older enough, but certainly let's say let's say Robert and Tony's age when when they were younger. Um, you know, it was. Uh, um, I mean, musicians used young musicians used to be treated like shit. In the old days, yeah, yeah, young yeah. musicians—they would be fucked with. You know the 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 tradition, and I and and I was never there, but apparently, um, like the session world in L.A. or even Nashville. I remember uh, somebody telling a story about uh, Marvin Hamlish. You know who he is? Kind of a kind of a Burt Bacharach kind of a guy, like a like an entertainer, talented guy. But I was hearing, I heard a story about him doing a session in LA or Nashville and he was the leader or the songwriter or whatever. And there were all these musicians, like big, you know, top level players uh, doing the session. And this guy who was telling the story, I can't remember who it was, he was young and new and it was like his first big session. And the leader, Marvin or whoever it was, um, fucked up one of the takes and everybody looked at this young guy and it's like, you're the, you're the, you're the youngest guy. So you got to take the fall. And the gig was basically, you have to say, I fucked up the take. You know, there weren't, you didn't overdub. There was like 20 musicians. And if somebody fucked it up, you had to do the take again. So it was his job to say, I fucked up. Let's do it again. And then he kind of had to take the rap for that, but basically he was covering for the top guy. That's a, <laughs> that I didn't have to live through that world. You didn't have to live through that. Did you? Oh, but did, yeah. did, did you have some of that in crimson? Um, you know, <laughs> it's funny you say that. No, no. But the thing with crimson was, and this is, this is a little bit personal, but, um, Robert had a way of, of um, somehow, somehow, and maybe this is just my thing, but I, I don't, I don't know. Somehow, if something was going wrong on stage, you had a sense of that it was always your fault. And I know Adrian used to have that thing as well, but 
sometimes it was Robert's fault, <laughs> but you still felt like you had done something wrong. And then eventually I got over that. Like he's just keeping a super straight face mm -hmm. and you know, we all got lost from, from time to time, but um, yeah, I can remember not having to take a fall at all like that, mm -hmm. but just that sense of like, Oh shit. Am I, am I lost? Am I in the wrong? You know? And it's like, no, it's not me. <laughs> so it's one of the other guys. <laughs> it, it, and sometimes you just don't know. No, you, you just don't, don't know. know. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. at all. Yeah. I'm sure Tony has stories about, um, you know, doing sessions in New York. Yeah, in the old like, days where, and body rich stories and oh yeah 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 yes yeah, it's interesting like this this whole idea of sharing sharing knowledge and um also sharing the uh ineffable knowledge yeah yeah and you know you know actually i'm thinking now what the what the secret part is is kind of like um or what it used to be, it doesn't feel like that anymore. It feels like I, I, nobody needs to hide anything from anyone. We'll just show it. And um, it's kind of like um, you're like you were saying, you're so identified with what knowledge you've acquired or have that um, to share it will d diminish it for you or, or, or you're going to lose your advantage. You know, like the like the thing you remember the story about um, Eddie Van Halen used to, the manager told him before they like, I don't even know if they had recorded the first record yet or they were in the process and they were still doing shows in LA. He had Eddie and Eddie, maybe they were both in collusion. I don't know. He had him do like his eruption solo facing away from the audience. So nobody could steal it before they could make a big splash. You know, there's a little, there's a little bit of that, like I'm so identified with my thing. Of course, now it just seems ridiculous because it's just a technique, you know, it's just another technique. Um, and now anybody can do it and, you know, it's no big deal. But like this, this, uh, this idea, like I have to have an edge, this kind of we we're, were in this perpetual place of desperation where I have to have some kind of an edge. So I'm not going to share what I know. I, that just doesn't feel like it exists anymore to me. You know, the funny thing is that um, when it comes to the, the touch guitar, the touch technique, right? I think that the, um, I, I don't think that I ever felt that anything I was doing was secret, right? But also it was just like, you know, it, there, it, there weren't people around who were asking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, um, so that's why, and um, we've talked about that before, you know, like this, this whole idea to actually put it in a book form, this knowledge is sort of absurd to me because it was, it's much more of a, um, how do you say, like a, like a, a oral, oral tradition. Oral tradition. <laughs> yeah. An oral tradition. And, and that I think it seemed to uh, I think it's true still that that you know it's it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to write it down if it's written down you don't really get the air of of the of this of the discovery of on why it's important to discover 
why mm -hmm. why why you need to it's not just in a way it's not just doing it, it's also understanding why you're doing it mm -hmm. and um and so that's why some sometimes i uh, i kind of like had this feeling that it's some sort of secret now, i didn't have the feeling that it was but just this thought you know that there's something about it that sort of is not um because people don't look for it it kind of remains in that box mm -hmm. it remains kind of like hidden and mm -hmm. And so that's why this 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 experiment with putting the, my lessons online and uh, Sean, you know, like making his uh, video essays, it's sort of like super interesting because I'm wondering if if this will do anything. Yeah, yeah, I, I and, wonder. And you know, I I, I I sent you that Instagram thing the other day. I don't know if you saw that yet. That uh, it 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 does disturb me to a to a pretty high degree not that much i mean people do whatever they want to do but when i see so many great musicians um tapping so badly it just seems so sad to me like mm -hmm. it wouldn't take you that long mm -hmm. to be fucking like take it fivefold to what you have and you know that's fine we'll do it and they won't that's fine and they have they have their pick and they have their they have their chet atkins finger picking and and all that and uh um, but it's actually the most disturbing thing for me is when I see somebody presenting how to do it and it's so bad. That's what I find. That's, and that must just torture you. It doesn't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, not in terms of, not in terms of giving you credit at all. Just like, just don't present, um, you haven't, you haven't thought it through. You just haven't thought it through. But, you know, I think it doesn't you know it doesn't this is interesting Clive, it doesn't torture me it only tortures me thinking about the poor people who who kind of like pick that up yeah, that's who what kind i mean of like yeah. who kind yeah. of pick up that kind of um superficiality but which like which it really is like literally literally if you see people like tap tapping like this on a on a guitar and you know that it does sound shit it really sounds shit. There is no way around it. You just—it's just the way that they produce those tracks. They actually write the pieces or the parts are written so that the shit is covered up. Yeah. So that yeah. and that and that's that's what that's what's hurting me. Like so, the it's it's so this is not a ex musical expression. It's like it's certain ways to move your fingers that while it sounds shit also help you cover up that it sounds shit and, and that's really what it is it's not and it's not music and and but but you know but tell that to to a young to a young person who's who's kind of like maybe um um skeptical about the knowledge of older older folks yeah yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you know, the cool thing is that uh, you know like some of the people that 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 uh, work with me they do understand this and they sort of like kind of uh, uh, they are grateful that they found somebody who kind of like has a different opinion let's say yeah I mean, it, wouldn't take, it wouldn't take very long just a, just a couple of days really to get just yes. the concept of efficiency alone if you just if you just look at that you 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 see a lot of people teaching tapping and like look at your 
what the fuck are your fingers doing? It's like a giant spider all over the place. <laughs> it's not efficient. Yeah. Why yeah, be efficient? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just, you know, like with these, um, like I said, with the lessons with Sean and just putting it out there. Um, I do, I really do believe it will have an effect, but yeah. I also don't think it's going to show next year. It's no, going to be, take it'll take a it, while. It'll take a while. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's, you know, worth you know and one of the things that could, one ways that that could take effect is, um, maybe not exactly like this but when you think about uh let's say the paganini um the 24 etudes yeah when you think about those you can't play those without good technique i mean mm -hmm. and it's built in and and you know you don't have to play those to be a great to be a violinist but to be there it, it's kind of a uh it's kind of a threshold that you can't, you know, that if there were, if there were pieces of music that made it clear which side of the, which side you're on, you know, which side of the, uh, and, and I don't mean like the good side of the bad guys side. I mean, just like there's a threshold where, okay, you guys are, what you do is cool, but you're not, you're not using efficiency. You're not, you know, and, and up here, you know, there you are, if there's a, a like a liminal point that's for crossing, uh then it's going to be then things are going to things at least will be clear right where you where you are on that yeah and you know i i think like i would even go a little further and say that i'm anything, sure you would anything any anything that you can that you can learn by simply spending time you can do it you can do it, but you can also do it very wrong. You can mm. do it very badly while it may still look and sound as if you've accomplished something. Yeah. So, and that is, that is kind of like the risk, I think, uh, that a lot of young people are facing here. And like, you know, it's like, you know, well, you, we both know it, like with, with, with uh, force, you can break something mm. Mm. and you only need to put enough force into it and it's mm. the same with like you can this this is where maybe i don't agree with you because you don't have to have great technique to play the Paganini pieces you can also play them with shitty technique mm. Mm. you can you can practice shitty technique for 20 years mm. it's it's possible right so that's why what i meant as with going further is that at least again, like at least not from my perspective, like great musicianship nowadays for me is, is this person capable of creating a composition in the moment? So it has nothing to do with the technique of playing really so much, but with, with, with your deep understanding about music as, as a movement, as actually like a wave that kind of hits us from the back that comes from the past and extends into the future. It's like you, how can you, can you ride that wave of, of knowledge of all that, all everything that has been put into this world sonically, can you kind of like work with that material? Can you create a piece of music that, that is sort of like, um, moving in a way, right? So it can be one note. It doesn't have to be, and this one note 
you know, there, it may be one a person that has never played a musical instrument that strikes a gong, let's say. And that that gong sound is like the beautiful, most beautiful sound you've ever heard, right? I think that's that's really what what makes a great musician is like, can you kind of like tap into this into this energy? Can you tap into into creative creation, let's say? And and it has nothing to do with with technique, really. Mm -hmm. But what you were talking about with what you were experiencing there is sort of like the, the really the opposite of, of that ability to create because like you're, you are sort of like going for, for bad technique without even, without even having any idea what there is. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so, so this is, this is why maybe for me, it's sort of important that if some, if somebody practices one of my ex, the, one of the exercises I came up with, or that were already there is to, to just say, okay, kind of like you, you need to kind of like at least justify, in, you know, before yourself, why you practice that. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a little bit like like going to art school, right? Where like I know some people are, are making jokes about that, like that you have to kind of like explain why something is good, right? But but I think that's exactly the point. Like you mean to, ju of, to justify it, is that what you mean? To just again yeah, to justify it, and and you know like sometimes in 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 modern art museums you have like you do have a text next to each piece because you need. It, it needs to be explained and some people make make fun out of that but it, it just simply means they don't understand that that uh, contemporary art is is more than just craft mm. Mm. Yeah. so so like for example like one of the a really amazing piece of work that i saw like was uh, by an austrian artist who became a friend later he put up he put up the death notice of uh, his father on the wall in a frame, and next to it was the um, the hospital, the invoice from the hospital. It was. It still gives me goosebumps. It was yeah. fucking intense, right? Yeah. So, and and that's what I mean. Like, I want a musician like that, right? Mm. Like, like that's what that's what music is for me, and you don't you really don't need technique. To do that, yeah, to, mm, mm, but uh, it also doesn't hurt, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, and and if you're gonna if you're gonna, um, you know, one of the one of the reasons we need technique is that uh, I think is because um, you want to sustain it over a long period of time. Yeah, and and you 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 can't without working on efficiency to a degree, you know, yeah. uh, and. Uh, I mean that doesn't make it the virtue, uh, but uh, yeah, it's funny. I think of I I, I often think of this uh, Pablo Casals quote. He talks about uh, he talked about it in terms of tuning that you tune he tunes his cello off stage, and when you go on stage, you just check it very briefly, very quietly. But it's not you have to make sure um, that you do it in a way. Uh, that the audience is not aware of 
it, the audience isn't concerned about the instrument at all. That's not their concern, is not the instrument. So that's purely your domain. And it, it often makes me think of that. Um, it's, it's, that's our side of it, you know. Then there's the other side, how it's experienced and, and what the, you know, what the music wants. And obviously you, you, you put your technique at the service of um, flexibility for the music. Yeah, yeah, that's one way of putting it. Like last night, for example, I, um, you know, I, I recorded uh, improvisations, like four hours of improvisations. Maybe I mentioned this to you with Sean and with uh, Alex Dovek on touch guitar oh, okay. and, no, and, and and Bernard on keyboards and uh, and so it's a quartet and we uh, like and we ju I just mixed those improvs and la last night was the first time that I listened to it just as a listener and was again like I have to say again I was absolutely blown away by what we did first of all and also and this and I know some people don't understand this but by what I was playing like it's it's really just so so beyond anything that i could ever imagine doing mm. like it really um i i don't feel identified i don't identify with that what, what comes out when i make music at all and it's 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 perfect it's ideal you know it's like i can actually enjoy it i can enjoy it very much and and uh at the same time it's sort of like this this um because it's not that I'm ignorant, you know, I actually know how much work I put into um, mm. into becoming a, a musician or an improvising musician. But then to see how at some point uh, the stuff that you put in gets out of hand, mm. it sort of like literally gets out of hand. Like you have no idea anymore, like how you did something and like everything is just purely pure physical expression like there's no no more uh, uh decision like like conscious decision involved when i'm when i'm improvising with people but then listening back i can hear that there's clearly a lot of a lot of structure that sort of kind of like appears out of nowhere mm. and um i just you know to me that's just like most satisfying to see that um we can do that as human beings. And I guess it's, it's probably very, very similar to uh, like, even like, well, most, you know, very much so in martial arts, for sure, I think, but even in, in even in more um, mundane forms of sports, mm. right? Like is, yeah. is here yeah. in Germany, like the, the, the soccer in Germany, for example, which, which is, is sort of some, some form of art that, uh, is so advanced that it that it you do, you don't see it anymore that it's mm -hmm. art mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and yeah you can't and, I can't believe that um, the the physical the the physical responses that are required are are faster than anyone you could anything you could think up or calculate yes at, at that at that high level at that high level yeah which is in a way similar they're they've embodied you know they practice the fuck out of what they're doing and then they're embodying the aims of the game and then the game just takes over right and they just respond yeah and and, and here it uh, just to come back to something we talked about before 
I think like the, the, the line starts to blur somehow between I'd say it, I'm going to say it because between reality and dream somehow, mm. Mm. because as you say, like maybe, maybe even like the, the response is kind of, uh, almost, uh, preceding the stimulus, right. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, I, I find, I find it totally fascinating and it, it kind of, yeah, this, I, I, uh, this, this, the concept of flow, you've, you heard about that, right? Like the, um, which sort of says that, um, if I remember correctly, I, I have learned that like 30 years ago, but that you have to be like familiar enough with something, but not too familiar. And that's, the, that's the, that's where you, you can experience flow because it, it's both slightly challenging but at the same time it is you're up to the challenge mm -hmm. and and so so if we if we take that as sort of, as sort of like a, a truth a little bit of a truth and then you start moving your skill level around and obviously this bubble starts moving mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and i guess that's what i'm fascinating with fascinated with this uh, sort of sort of moving that that bubble to to an extreme. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I, 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 and Sean's a great um, test case isn't the right word, but I was just thinking it's it's what's interesting is that we could you could move into that state on an instrument that you don't play. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I, I mean, you still bring you would still bring all your musical experience, but you would let's say not have much facility on whatever it is, but it doesn't matter because, you know, and, 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 and that's what I find fascinating about Sean is that he's got um, obviously a big musical life and he's just taking what he can do technically, you know, you know, what, what I love about Sean also is that he really doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't really know, uh, how good he really is mm. Mm. like because and i think that may be a generational thing like he's 32 i think or 33 maybe um so he's very much very uh, uh i don't have the word for this um matter of fact i guess what i'm mm. trying to say very matter of fact about what he's doing like very little uh about he's very he's He's not talking about what he does as an art form, right? But then, like when we went into the studio and we did the you know set improvisations, and if you would hear it, you would kind of like you would be surprised even. Like you wouldn't, you know, just what he shows of himself uh, online is is that matter of fact kind of like person. Mm -hmm. And but but in this you know session playing with us, it was really very much as if he he had been unleashed in some mm. sort of interesting way in sort of like a spiritually uh spiritually unleashed somehow and and I, you know like and and now like also like coming back to like how things are nowadays with you as you say like there are no secrets anymore because they are just out there and 
you can just find any bit of information that you want. Um, but the question really is, is that true? So or what remains? Like what, what are today's secrets? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's definitely, you know, and I, and I, it's funny, I run into this in the jujitsu world uh, as well, or I, I, I sense it because I'm a musician, I can sense it in the jujitsu world that there's, there's that, um, there's all the technique and you practice the fuck out of it. In jujitsu, you practice the fuck out of it. And the, the high level guys, they're super technical. Like you can't, you can't fake it like you can as a musician, mm -hmm. really. Um, mm -hmm. But even still, there's like a, there's a little magic factor. And it's something about like having the technique and the something else. And those guys know it. That the, the 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 top guys, it's to me, it's rare for one of the top guys not to. You know, you can get it's so hot, it's so far away to get at top level, but then there's like the magic up there too. And it doesn't mean the magic can't be down here, but there's a little alchemy that happens. Uh, and and I mean, how do you? How do you explain that? It's it's like, uh, and especially as musicians, it's even more. There's more alchemy because uh, it's not about the technique anyway. At the end of the day, it's, it's it's funny. It's it's really funny that you mentioned this because um, I've had like sort of like this, not for myself, but when I talk to others about art, I've had this this uh, sandwich kind of model where. It's say like there's like a lower at the bottom, a layer at the bottom, which is sort of the hobbyists or like the guys making music in their basement, right? And they have no contact with the outside world. Then you have sort of like a thick layer in the middle, and this is this is everybody who is kind of on the grind, like mm. and and in all sorts of different ways. And so there may be people that actually are quite good at what they do, but. Um, it's like you also have like all sorts of different motivations in this exactly. layer. Mm -hmm. And then when you get to the, what I call the God layer or the God artist, right? These are people who are just kind of like beyond anybody else here, you should think, but I want, I'm going to tell you more about that, but at least they are totally beyond the middle of things. Right. And they sort of are the people um, or the beings that sort of like create uh, the, the, as you say, the magic. Mm. So that means that the magic trickles down from below to everybody else. And this is why these others are actually in it mm. because we have mm -hmm. the God artists on the, in the top layer. Right. So now the, I think that the, the, the skill level and like all of these things that may be required and the dedication a commitment that may be required to be on that level, right? You can also find it on the hobbyist level, I believe. Mm. I believe it's also down there, but it's this, it's this, it's this layer in the middle where, where people hard. are lost, where, where people are lost. Yeah. I have yeah. to say it that way, right? Where it's yeah. sort of like, it's just, uh, and, I, and I've, I've never come in such a situation, but I know that there's so a lot of people that, that have to write, uh, uh, in order to, well, how do you call it? Like a application to get a grant, for yeah. example. And then you, you get the grant. And that means that what you had offered 
has to be like what you said it would be, right? So you right. kind of like have to make a work that then is about um, a hot topic, right? Like, like immigrants or something, which is sort of like here in Germany. It's like you, if you have make a project, you know, you know it has to include immigrants or and it's fine. Like I have no, I you know, but it's 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 not for me because then maybe I would decide, okay, no, but I need to I need to work with old people, and it can't right. be about immigrants. Right? right. So, but you can't do that because you, you have to that. send them. Yeah. You have to send them a report. You've and already you, agreed. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and and this is sort of like the situation you get into when you're in that in that middle layer. And once you once you've gotten into that, it's I'd say it's almost impossible to get out of it. Mm. So, um, and and you know, just because you were talking about that that magic level in jujitsu, mm. I really I really think it's it's this this model sort of like applies. Uh, maybe to uh, most professions or interests that people have, that there's this. Definitely when there's, you know, real craftsmanship. And, you know, both of these, both of these practices we're talking about, um, they're physical, emotional, and intellectual. They're all, yeah. it's, it's all of it, you know, and, and uh, so that might also be a factor, you know. Yeah, you know, the, the, I mean, I like to use the word amateur, which is, we, we've taken it as a derogatory term. I mean, hobby, you, you could use them both, but, yeah. you know, amateur is that you, the, 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 they just love doing it. And that yeah. there's a, there's a virtue of that beyond the middle, the journey, you know, the middle journeyman kind of, uh, the, the, there's a virtue of that. And that's how I, that, for me, that's what jujitsu is. Uh, that's how I look at it. I love it. And, and actually, because of that, I feel like I can gain access to a lot, some of the higher stuff, even though I don't have the technique for it, you know, you know, and, and, and the other thing that's really, I think what's really interesting, what you say, and it's so true in both the practices is that um, those guys in the upper room up there, they're, they're like, they're bringing food for everybody else. Yeah. You know, if you can, if you can tap into it. In fact, I was talking, we were talking about that with my jujitsu buddy last week. Um, that when you are working with somebody who's way better than you, 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 you play better, you play better jujitsu and you play better music. Yeah. You just do. It's a little yeah. bit like, I, I like to think of it like when you play, um, I don't know if you if you've ever played or if you play ping pong at all. I haven't played in years, but the thing about ping pong is that you don't really want to play with somebody who you're way better than or somebody who's way better than you. It's not a fun game. You mm -hmm. want somebody ideally you want somebody who's about your level but a bit better than you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that you can be challenged and be pulled forward and you know, this, it's, a, it's kind of a, this, tr this sense of the transmission is, is, I think it's really real, you know, and that's kind of, that's kind of, I suppose it's kind of psychologically how I survive and you must have a similar, you must, it must be similar for you. Like, okay, I've made this crazy thing. Most people are going to hate it, but I feel like I just have to go out there and, and 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 explore that part because I don't know it brings something it brings something from out there from out there in and whatever is going to happen is going to happen and 
I may not ever listen to it again, but at, at least it's at least we're trying to bring something from outer space into the into the <laughs> dirt here. <laughs> yeah, it's one pretty early on. I kind of like decided, or I was aware that what I was doing was niche, right? So, but anyway, like I I did it. I love doing it, and then I started to um, package it as if it's a it's a commercial product and i think that in a way that was a really good move but it also was also a very bad move because what what happened was that that people sort of like the packaging was and with packaging i mean like not just the literally like everything sort of like the like way the frame the frame the of frame the, the frame of the whole thing was looking too it was looking too good and too comfortable and too big people so so people kind of like confused were confused about the state uh you know like i remember that uh, somebody was visiting me and thought i was 50 years old rather than 22 mm -hmm. at that point because just of the way that i was talking i was writing or i was you know it was back in 94 or something right so it was really really interesting i think that happened also to how i presented my music mm. that it was just people it was just so well made that people thought that i must have sold uh i don't know 100,000 copies but it was actually 100 right you know? right, right and right. and and uh, did that influence how they i mean that that and must influence how they approached it just as a piece right as well i i think so yes how they listened and 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 yeah, yeah i i i think that i think so so like you know i partnered up with the with the designer very early on in my career to to do things at least properly back then i mean it's it's you know the first few things weren't great but then it's sort of like um at least for 20 years um it's always been presented like a professional product even though it was for a long time it was amateur mm as not not the content but you know the uh the motivation it, it was never a commercial product but it looked like a commercial product right 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 and 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 that sort of has created quite a quite a bit of uh misunderstandings over the years right interesting yeah huh. yeah i don't think i have i've ever talked about any with anybody about this mm -hmm. so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want to, it's funny, you make me think of um, this idea, there's a, there's a, like a purely business idea that if you have a Chinese restaurant, it needs to look like a Chinese restaurant from the outside. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, people won't come in because when they want Chinese food, they want to know that they're going to get Chinese food. And if it's, if it's, if it, if it looks a little like it's not going to be Chinese food, then they don't really know what to do. It's not a, you know, it's not a good business strategy, basically, you know, <laughs> and it's almost, that's almost what you're saying, right? Am I, am I? Yeah, you know, like you made me think and chuckle about something like, uh, so in the, uh, like kebab places here, like, like where, you, you know, like Turkish or uh, Arabic kind of places. And um, so in German, with everything uh, means Mit allem, mit allem. So allem with M at the end, but but everything is alles. 
So what what a lot of you know people say that don't speak German properly say mit alles. So mm. wrong. So it, but it should be mit allem. So now the, the funny thing is like like because like some you don't do you know some people they say even though they know that it should be mit allem, they ask you mit mit alles. So they 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 say it. <laughs> The wrong way in order to to keep up the that you have the feeling that you're actually buying it from somebody who is real. Oh, like, I so see. so they so you know so they they use wrong German so that you as a customer feel like have the experience right have the experience of buying it from a real. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's it, hilarious. It it is really amazing. It's like it's like buying Mexican fruit from a place where they don't don't have a Mexican dialect. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it, or or even even worse, like here in Seattle, and I get used to it here, but um, I can't think of an example. But if you went to a Thai restaurant and all the waiters are 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 young white guys, it feels weird. Like like you don't really trust that you're you don't you don't feel safe. You don't feel safe <laughs> that you're going to get good Thai food. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Or sushi, you know, I mean, sure, there's prejudice involved, but it's also, it's also, and conditioning, but it's also, um, it's also the frame. It's the frame. So, so with the local guy here, so he he says mit allem, so he says it the right way. And then, and then I respond, yes, mit alles. <laughs> so we're making fun of that. <laughs> so he knows. He knows, of course. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and in in a way, like uh, we do have stuff like that in music as well, right? If you think about it, like these these um, like I'm 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 hardly ever in a situation like that where I have to um, play a cliche or anything, and I don't I don't I I, I probably I even couldn't I could couldn't play that right right but. Right. But a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of people do though, right? Like if you learn blues guitar, for example. Yeah, and also just presentation, right? I mean, I have some friends down in Austin, not not Pat, and um, you know they're uh, more in the blues vein, mm -hmm. and um, you can't. You can't really dress the way you and I are on stage. Mm -hmm. Not really. You know, I mean, I could and you could. We don't. We don't give a shit. But um, <laughs> but you know, but but to uh, you know, you want to give. It's a funny thing when you want to give people what they're expecting, and and of course you and I play against that, and 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 uh, as well. Um, but probably sometimes to our own detriment, you know, yeah. like not, not, not being aware of what's being expected, you know, is, is, uh, is a mistake. I think it's a big mistake, you know, and then, okay, if you want to play with it, sure. Um, but uh, if you're just oblivious, well, I mean, you can see musicians when they do that, you know, they, 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 um, you know, whatever they're trying to do. Here's a, here's a, not an ex crazy example, but, um, they're trying to do something really serious. Maybe it's in the Prague vein, but it's it's like comp complex or or whatever. You're you, you know, and they're wearing blue jeans and 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 like shitty shoes on stage. 
as soon as you see them, you, you, you feel like there's a mismatch here. It, it's not like it doesn't matter. I mean, and not, it's not like it really, really matters because if they play well, but somehow it's just like somebody used the wrong spice in the Thai food. Just a little like, what, there's not supposed to be blueberries in this. That That's like, <laughs> you know, don't wreck it. Don't wreck it. You're so close. <laughs> you know, I, I guess there's, there's a little bit of um, like a balance there that's needed, right? So, so I guess, um, I guess it's always, it's good if you, if you can be yourself, mm-hmm. right? And also ideally, like the audience wants you, right? So, so not, not what, how you dress or, right? right? Or right. not if you, if you're bald or, or if you have a big belly or not, that, that shouldn't matter, right? Yeah. But then, but then it does. Yeah. for some reason like but i don't think it should it should uh be the only thing to concern yourself about as an artist as a musician no no and you know i think some people if you're really going for authenticity if that's really your aim you i feel like maybe i maybe i'm just trying to be idealistic about this but i feel like a lot of people end up with all of that stuff done properly anyway you know if they're really being themselves and really really aware you know it's funny your 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 thing about uh being bald or whatever it's not it's not directly connected but i do remember how absolutely silly i thought it was and if i was a younger musician i might be afraid that this would cost me a, a potential gig but i remember seeing uh i went to go see robert open for g3 with uh it wasn't eric johnson it was the the kenny wayne shepherd and satriani and steve vai and fucking steve vai had a fan on stage to blow his hair and he changed his clothes in the middle of the set and i was like holy shit man you're such a great musician what the fuck are you doing you don't need that shit in fact i mean maybe maybe it does sell more tickets maybe maybe it does make you more money i i i I would hope not, but it's, to me, it's just like, just play, man. Just play. Fuck the fan. Change your clothes. Who changes their clothes in a show except for Liberace? Although, you know what? We should do that in our next, we should do that in our next show. We should have a, we should have a little thing where there's enough sound going on and one of the guys leaves the stage while the other guy's playing and he comes back with something totally different on. And then, then you leave and come back with something totally different on. <laughs> That would be that would be awesome. Yeah, I, I, also, also, I think it's it's about balance somehow. Again, like what is the purpose? What is the purpose of it? And and we're sort of like like circling back a little bit. And I'm I'm just going to say this. So so Anthony Garone, who, who wrote the book, you know, like the, and he he's also been. Um, associated with Vi because he was his intern. I'm not sure if you knew oh, that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. And and so they are still friends and um, they also think uh, Anthony has uh, interviews with, with Vi on his website and stuff. But um, so but from conversations with uh, with Anthony, I've heard that Steve Vi really actually has a very bad technique. Oh, interesting. So he's so in the, in the sense that he's hurting himself. 
Oh yeah. So, so not not that he has. I mean, like it's amazing, like incredible. Like, there was this tapping piece. He just did. It's unbe unbelievable, right? But and you saw the you saw the bending thing. Yes. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. 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 So, but anyway, like the point is that like like uh, he's he's paying a price mm. for playing like that, right? Mm. So and then and that that's what I mean. That's sort of like where maybe the the balance needs to come in on that mm. level with the technique, but then also with the presentation. Right, mm. where and it would be interesting to talk to um, to ask Steve this question, right? Like what? Well, and I bet he's. I bet he's. My guess is um, he's probably over that now. Like it's probably part of the process of like having to deal with. He lives in L.A., I assume, and having to deal with uh, wanting to get to a certain level of fame and what's involved with that. And I, I would totally get it wrong myself. I, I guarantee I would get it wrong if I was at that level for for a while. But you may, you would hope that you would go through that. But you know, maybe, maybe he simply also enjoys uh, exactly uh, theater. Exactly. Let's say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so why not? You know, I mean, and then, then there's no problem. Like just because I can't imagine doing that, uh, doesn't mean that it's uh, somebody else can't do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and with, yeah. with the uh, on the Devin Townsend tour, we actually had. Uh, uh, like Hawaii shirts on for the first three, four songs. And then we changed to black and we changed back to the Hawaii shirt at the end of the show. Right. And that was, that was already pretty stressful to tell you just this one, like just taking the shirt off and putting a new one on. <laughs> but, but you, it was, I, but you know, I can, exactly. I can totally picture how, if it's really integrated into the performance yeah. uh, and it could have a really powerful effect. It was it was it was like the the whole tour with them was all about emotions right and just the fact that the, the show started i don't know if you know anything about this but it was started with like five minutes of getting cocktails at the bar and the bar was the the, the keyboards the, the keyboard player actually made cocktails for everyone oh, in the band on the that's stage on the stage oh, that i've always that, wanted to do that that's how the show started and was incredible it's incredible like, like that set them the mood for the night right nice. and like we all go on a vacation together and then the first song starts and it was awesome nice <laughs> i always wanted to make martinis on stage and it you know the the, the cocktails they were real I bet they were, <laughs> they were. <laughs> oh, that's great that's yes. great so yeah All right then. How, how how did we how did we get here? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. So next week, probably. <laughs> I have. I, uh, yeah. Let's do next week. I have a wild card to throw at you next week. So. Okay. Yeah. Bye bye cool. for now. Bye bye for now. Yeah. Uh, have a good weekend. And, you too. Uh, tell everyone I said hi. I will if I see anyone. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bye. Bye. Cheers, Marcus. <laughs>